Hi, finally we have reached the end of the Mexican Mania podcast series. Don't tune out just yet because we still have some catching up to do in this final episode. <clears throat> if you haven't already been caught up from the previous episode, make sure you are. I do not want you to be lost. Okay, so now that everybody is Mexican Mania ready, let's get started on the finale. Where shall I start? Ah, yes, the upcoming of a new president who carries a revolution that had lasted from 1910 through 1920. Yes, you heard that right, another president. His name is Alvaro Obregón. He was elected president of Mexico on December 1, 1920, just a couple months later when Carranza had been assassinated. Here's actually something to let you know. So while Carranza was still alive, Alvaro thought the pace of his reform was too slow under his control. So guess what? Alvaro had been the change for land reforms to hold in the cities of Mexico and Morolos and Yucantana. He definitely stepped up the game for that. He also worked on improving Mexico's financial situations. Oh my lord, finally someone who actually cares for his people, am I right? This man been giving the people more of what they deserved that even when he imposed relative peace and prosperity on his nation, they had wanted that of his to continue throughout the 10 years of the mortal civil war. He eventually ended up retiring December 1st, 1924 as president. And once the year 1928 came around, Alvaro Obregón was of course called to be the president candidate. But right after elections, but before coming into office, Alvaro had been shot at his small victory celebration in Sonora, Mexico. Sadly, he didn't get the opportunity to serve again the wonderful country in Mexico. Poor Alvaro. I'm sure he would have continued the pr to provide great things for his people. By now, you are probably wondering what would happen next? Who was president? Who took over? Well, it's known that the many re historians do debate over when the revolution ended. Some say it might have terminated around the 1940s due to the ongoing revolutionary movements, unfair elections, and various civil wars in Mexico. The revolution had made the people suffer greatly through a load of armed struggles, bloody, vicious civil wars, and etc. Many presidential elections from 1920s produced some sort of uprising. And from changing democracy to a dictatorship and back to changing dictatorship to a democracy, Mexico's government had been dominated by a single political party and foreign interests. The legacy that was left from Mexico was redefined and reconstructed by what is now remembered along the several processes of memorialization, institutional education, and honoring those who took part. Mexico had left an influential legacy. All of its violence and chaos had transformed the country of Mexico, but still had remained the same. Obviously, as I mentioned a couple episodes back that Porfirio Diaz was a dictator, and after his banishment, dictatorship had also been gone. So that meant no Mexican president after that had, been, had had the opportunity to run for a second term. So no Mexican president did not get the opportunity to run for a second term is what I meant, sorry. 
The Constitution of 1917 had also preserved socioeconomic and political rights. The Catholic churches had limited power. The revolution did not bring things out to be benefited, benefited from such as universal education, labor rights, land reforms, and nationalization of some industries. Not everyone had gotten the same experience of change. What I mean by that is in this case, the women of Mexico. The women had been forced to join the revolutionary armies. Like, come on, the women? That is so crazy. Like, them being forced? Oh my gosh. Okay, well, good thing is that they have gained new rights after 1917. But their major rules in the revolution had been ignored. So, I don't know what the point for that was. Plus, they did not have their own say to vote until 1953. The women had definitely deserved way better than this. Of course, the wealthy landowners still continued to control the economy. Suffering the most in the fighting had actually been the countryside. Although there had been excitement because of land reform, the peasants still struggled and experienced poverty once again. And that, my folks, concludes the end of Mexican mania. I want to give you a huge thanks and a big air hug to you for sticking along to the final end of this series on the Mexican Revolution. We came quite a long way with this study that it had felt like we were on a roller coaster. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is finally over. I would really hope you had been educated with the background of Mexico's history. Thank you for allowing me to be allowing me to be your host. I truly appreciate your company. Stay safe, take care, and wear a mask. Until next time, your host, Gabby Vasquez.